What's up, everyone? I'm Trevor Baptiste, and welcome to the first ever Pio Fever podcast. Can't say how excited I am to be here and to be here with one of the greatest to ever do it, Coach Matthew Brown, offensive genius, coach of mine for four years. How we doing? Trev, doing well, buddy. Great to, uh, great to be with you today. Yeah, I know. And obviously, unfortunately, with the times that, we are, that we're in right now, we can't be in person. But, you know, video chat is great. Um, and kind of all those lines. How's, how's everything going? How are you keeping active? What's, what's the life of, you know, now that college lacrosse is over or, or postponed? In the meantime, what's going on? Well, we're staying active. You know, we're, the biggest thing is we're staying in touch with the guys. Uh, we're doing a lot of Zoom, as I'm sure everybody is. I think uh, we had a little Zoom meeting this morning. I think Zoom was uh, on overload. We had a little shutdown, some technical difficulties. But, uh, you know, staying in touch with the guys, everybody seems to be in good spirits. Guys are, are still crushing workouts. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's a tough time, obviously. And it, and it came so quickly. But, uh, you know, I think it's also a great time to do some reflection and, uh, you know, look at some areas they need to get better at. And uh, our guys have been focusing on that. And it's been fun uh, kind of getting to spend some time from afar uh, with them, you know, either on the telephone or over video conference and uh, just staying connected. But, uh, you know, outside of lacrosse, able to, I guess, the silver lining in this whole thing, this whole pandemic is, you know, get an opportunity to spend some some family time, you know, with my three girls and my wife that, I really have never had the chance to before. So uh, I know the girls are having fun. My wife's probably ready for me to get out of the house again, but, uh, but <laughs> we're having some good times in the backyard. That's for sure. Just playing some, some pickup hoops and some, some uh, backyard lacrosse. It's been, it's been a blast. That's good. That's good. Yeah. You know, like you said, all that, all that family time is great. What'd you say before you're having your, your two daughters cut your hair today? That's Tonight? what we're doing. Today's the big day. You know, I've got, uh, you know, we, as you know, uh, facial hair is, uh, is, is, is not, uh, is not the style on our team. So, uh, I got the, I got the beard growing out a, a little bit, you know, while we're on, on, sh on, uh, shutdown here, but the, the hair is getting a little too long. So I thought it was a kind of fun, a fun little activity this evening after dinner, dad's going to go in the backyard and have the girls kind of have at it with, uh, with the scissors. So that's going to be, that's going to be an interesting outcome. I like it. <laughs> I was going to say scissors. <laughs> yeah, don't give him a straight razor, right? I'm losing more and more every day. So it's, uh, I told him, be very gentle back there. <laughs> I like it. You got to keep it high and tight. Yeah. High and tight. Um, so that's great. Yeah, you know, obviously, you know, same, same thing here. You know, I'm kind of quarantined with uh, a few guys on the team. So it's been fun, you know, but uh, – but, you know, it's, it's, it's tough. You know, it's definitely tough being inside. And I know, um, like you said, being on those Zoom calls with the guys, do you – do you how's, how's the vibe, you know? Because obviously there's that one side of being at home. And, and I've done it, you know, being a student athlete. You don't really have a lot of time to kind of just relax and, and take time off. Uh, how are they feeling about everything? You know, I, I think um... – over now, you know, being three weeks into this thing now, it's, you know, everybody's getting a little bit of cabin fever. Um, but the, the good part is, you know, we just started our third, our third quarter, our spring quarter for school last week. So we're in week two. You know, I think everybody from an academic side of things have kind of ironed out all the glitches. 
Um, so they're staying occupied with that. Um, but I tell you what, the, the weekly meetings we've had on Mondays have been great. It's been great to see everybody's face on the screen. Uh, we're actually doing something pretty interesting, you know, as a group. We're, we were doing this anyways. We were reading this book called Mind Gym as an offensive group um, throughout the course of the season. We're about five chapters in when, you know, the, the season got canceled. So we decided to, to take it to the team. And, um, you know, we've been doing that uh, from afar, um, you know, reading chapters on our own and having guys kind of share some of their takeaways, um, you know, uh, from, from those chapters with the group. And, and so we're, we're still trying to talk about some lacrosse here. Uh, we're still, you know, as, as best that we can. I know all, every, all of us in, in, in our game and in our sport, it's our passion and uh, we're missing it. And so, you know, as it, through these hard times that, that are really difficult and, and everybody's kind of going through a lot, you know, can we, uh, you know, put, put the stick back in our hand a little bit by just talking about it. And uh, so that's been really fun and uh, looking forward to continuing to do that. So um, the guys are managing well, you know, I think just, just checking in with different guys on a daily basis. I think they're slowly starting to figure out a routine. I think the routine is what's most important. Uh, I think it's pretty easy to, to, you know, you don't have to get up that early to go actually go to class. You can kind of just jump on a web seminar. The teachers are being kind of flexible with when you can get your assignments in. Uh, that, can, that can maybe steer you down the wrong direction and develop some pretty bad habits. But I think we focused on you know, staying in routine. And, um, you know, for the most part, I think the guys are doing a pretty good job with that. That's good. That's obviously great to hear. And um, I think – you know, I, I really like that point of, of reading that book, The Mind Gym. Is it pretty good? I've been looking at books myself to, to get it. I tell you what, Trev, you, you should read this book. This was, I'm not much of a, I'm not much of a big reader. And I like this book uh, uh, for a number of reasons. One, the chapters are only like seven pages long. Oh, I like that. And it's yeah. about true stories about former professional Olympic athletes and all different types of sports and talking about how they've kind of used their mental game to enhance their overall performance. And there's some great little, you know, some little lessons and there's some great little exercises that you can take from, from each chapter. Um, they're all different because they're true stories. Um, and so I think some chapters resonate a little bit more with, with some guys and, and others do with others. And so, you know, I, I like it that way. When actually, when I was playing in the NLL, this was uh, I was given this book by by Dangerous Dan Dawson. Really? And, yeah. The, the Triple D gave me this book, and uh, since he's given gave it to me, it, it's kind of been my my Bible, my athletic Bible, and I've taken it with me where wherever I've gone. And so, uh, great read. I highly recommend it, and uh, I think you'd really enjoy it. Yeah, I'm definitely. I'm. De I'm I'm going to order it, order it right after this, to be honest, because, you know, I think, you know, especially after you graduate and, you know, I've, I've been fortunate enough to keep playing, but uh, there is that, that mental side, you know, that mental toughness and uh, mental routine and, and to put yourself in a position that you're challenging yourself mentally, because a lot of times you're playing professionally, you know, you're putting the time on the field or in the gym and things like that. And you're, you work yourself out physically, but, uh, afterwards you can catch yourself just kind of in limbo a lot of the times in mentally, you know, cause it's not like you're doing a nine to five job of, 
you know, something that's very regimented and you kind of have to make your own schedule, at least in lacrosse, you know, um, in the professional lacrosse landscape. And that was something that I struggled with at first, you know, and I'm take I'm trying to take this time to kind of take that to the next level. And I think mine gym might be, might be the first step for that or a step of it, you know, well, you know, it's, you know, you're playing in the NLL now and the PLL and, you know, you, you, you're playing lacrosse every day all over the place. And, uh, you know, you, you get to this thing. I remember for me, it was, you know, there's so many good players now, you know, there, there's, there's no weak links. Everybody's battling for, for a lineup spot. Am I staying in the lineup? Am I in this week? Am I in this week? And, you know, that can become a little bit of a mind game for guys. And you see it uh, across the board that it, it definitely affects guys. And so, you know, being, being, you know, strong in the mind game and uh, is, is really important. And I think when you look at it from a college athletic side of things, you know, it's such a long season, you know, you go through the fall, you practice way more than you play. You know, you've got all this buildup, you know, you practice five days a week for one game, you know, where, as opposed to in the pros where you're, you're, you're maybe getting a half practice in the night before, uh, right. you know, you, 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 there, there's so much going on. You, you're, you're going to school. There's, there's a ton of things, a ton of responsibility that, that, that you need to kind of live up to. Um, you know, sometimes you kind of forget about this, this mental piece of things. And right. sometimes you feel like you just don't have enough time for it. And right. I think especially during the season when, the season starts to become long, uh, and obviously now this speed starting to become really long. Um, you know, how can you kind of reflect some? How, how can you come up with your own mental routines? How, how can you have a different outlook on things? I think one of the takeaways that that I had from this rereading this book again for probably the hundredth time is, uh, you know, you, know the, you you have you control how you choose to look at things. You know, it's, that's your choice, you know, and that, that's one of the things that you own. You own that, you know, nobody can take that away from you, how you choose to look at things. And I think that was something we talked about as a group um, right away uh, when, you know, when, when the season was canceled, um, when, you know, this started to, this pandemic started to get real and people were being affected and, you know, people close to home, you know, we, now, now all of a sudden you're certain, you know, to know somebody who's been affected by it, you know, how do you look at things? How do you choose to look at things is really important. So it's, it's a great read. I, I highly recommend it. This guy, it's, it's written by Gary Mack and um, Alex Rodriguez wrote, wrote the forward, but uh, there's, there are tons of uh, short stories and, you know, Gary Mack was a sports psychologist and he spent a lot of time in, in, in the MLB baseball world. And uh, so it was a lot of baseball stories, which, you know, I'm not a huge fan of, but, uh, but other than that, there's, there's a lot of good stories of some uh, Olympians and, uh, and so on. So uh, highly recommend it. Right. No, yeah. No, I, I just wrote that down and, and I kind of, and I really like how, um, you know, hearing you talk about the book, obviously it's something that's really close to you and, and everything that it's taught you. Yeah. I can really sense like the passion, you know, coming through your voice and, and obviously, you know, like you and me both, have in common that we played college across and we did that. So, but, but for you now, how, you know, being such a dominant offensive coach and being known for your offensive schemes and patterns and, and teaching players how to almost play a different type of lacrosse, how does this book or, 
or what do you look at to every day and season in and season out to kind of take that to the next level? Because like you said, you know, everybody's getting better. Everybody's getting better on every team and teams are getting really better. Right. You know, like, the, the top 20 is, is constantly changing, you know, and, and there's really no games off. You know, everybody's got talent. No, there's, there's, there's no doubt. You know, that it used to be kind of, you know, over the years, you would look at this thing and you could, you could pretty much, you, you could pretty much handpick the teams that were going to the final four or at least the, the lead eight. And you could say, these guys are going to be there. And, and now you look at it and it's, Anybody in the top 20, even in the top 25, you know, is has got a chance at this thing. And, and how cool is that, you know? And, and so, you know, first we're, we're, we're in, we're in kind of this great point in our, in our sport where there is, there really is um, so many great teams out there. And, and I, what I've really liked about our game in, in the last six years is the level of coaching has drastically increased. You know, the, the things that guys are pulling out of their hat now is, uh, it's awesome to see, you know, guys are thinking outside the box, guys are doing some new creative things. Um, and, and that's exciting. You know, it's, it's almost, you keep looking as a guy, as a coach, you try to keep looking for something that's a little bit different, something that's a little bit unique, something that hasn't been done and, and I say a while because sometimes what's old is now new. You know, I think I like look going back 15 years ago and looking at some of these films of what some of these teams have been running, you know, both offensively and defensively and in, in between the lines as well and, and say, wow, I haven't seen that in a while. That, that's new because people haven't really mastered playing against that. And so, you know, I think that's, um, you know, you know that, that's an important piece, but we're in a great part of our great time of our sport. You know, for, for me, when I, when I start reading this stuff, it's the same thing coaching as it is playing. You know, it is, you know, your mind needs to be like a parachute, as the book says. You know, it, it has to be open. And, and I think, you know, one of the big things um, that I've learned over the years from a coaching standpoint is, you know, and I'll use Coach T's, uh, uh, you know, words here is you can't fit a square peg in a round hole. And uh, you've got to have your mind open. You've got to be able to adjust. You need to be able to get the best out of your guys. And, um, you know, both individually and collectively. Uh, and, and that means that, you know, individually, you know, you know, what's their potential? You know, what can they do? How can you get them there? Um, you know, how can you get them to, to, to their ceiling? How can you make them the best they can possibly be? And then collectively, where do they fit within the jigsaw puzzle of putting this thing together? And, and that's the fun part. You know, for, for me, I, I, really like, uh, I, I really like putting the pieces together. And, and, and it's, not, it's not a perfect science by any means. A lot of it is trial and error. And there's going to be some failure. And, and there's going to be some disappointment. And, but it's like a game. You know, you lose a face-off, you know, you lose two face-offs, you lose three face-offs, what are you going to do? You know, you, right. you got to change, you know, and you're going to do that and you're going to get the ball back. And, and, and I think it's the same thing coaching-wise. So, you know, us going through this book has hopefully helped our players. Um, I know it did for, for me when I was playing, uh, but hopefully it's, it's helping all of us from a program standpoint of, you know, how, how are we just being real? And I think that's something we talk a lot about in our pro in our program is let's be real. There, there's no fake, 
uniqueness to us. Uh, this is just, we call a spade a spade and we're gonna work at this thing together. And there's gonna be some, some ups and downs, but that, that's part of the journey. So um, no, it's, uh, it, it's, it's been fun going back through this thing. But, um, you know, we're, we're just trying to make the most of this time that we're away from our players, you know, f physically and, uh, you know, just trying, as I mentioned before, stay connected. But, um, no, it's been, it's been good. That's good. Yeah, no, no I, I like how you said that, the, the minds of parachuting. I remember uh, it kind of makes me think, uh, I remember my freshman year, I'm at, like, one of the first fall practices and, you know, I'm like this face-off guy. I don't really know if I should really be here. It's Division One team, you know. And, and, you, and we're doing this drill. We were doing cushion and hold. And I was like, I'm like, that's how you're supposed to catch the ball? Like that? I'm a, I'm a freshman in college. And, and uh, I think Trevor Terry at the time was like, hey, Trevor, like, try to catch the ball by your ear. And I'm like, well, how am I supposed to see it if it's if I'm catching it by my ear? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> you know? And and uh, it, it is crazy, you know? Like, when you get into college across, you're playing Division One, And, you know, me, I, I came to the sport kind of uh, – I was, I was a late bloomer. And, and I never really, really played until high school, you know? And I'm sure you run into that a lot when, when you see a guy that has so much – uh, athletic potential or something, but he gets on campus and, you know, you're yelling bee stings, all this stuff, all these different plays. I remember my head was spinning the first practice. I'm like, what is going <laughs> on right now? You know? And so, so how do you, what are some steps that, that you look at to manage that, manage that in a player, you know, like, like this guy, kind of like you were saying, progressing this player to all they can be and how they fit in the group. Well, I, I think, you know, you're bang on. It is that step from being a high school player. And, and really, you know, you, you know, you, you were kind of a late bloomer and only got introduced to the sport, you know, later in, in, uh, in high school. But, you know, you were such a great athlete that, that you, uh, better than, than most, were able to pick up on things. Imagine, imagine some of these other guys that have taken on a while and, and it's, it becomes overwhelming. And, and you know, there's a lot to do. And, right. you know, I think the key is, is just, you've always got to kind of paint the picture uh, as far as what, what the, uh, you know, what the kind of, you know, 30,000 foot view looks like, you know, they got to understand what this thing should look like from afar. Um, but as far as all the little pieces, it, it's, it's about the process and, and it really is. And I think, you hear a lot of people talk about this process, you know, being process oriented. And I believe in that. Um, but I think what's different with really successful people is they're, they shoot for perfection within the process. And, and one of my things that I believe in is if you, if you shoot for perfection, you'll always continue to proceed forward. And, and, and I think that's important. So you talk about the cushion and hold, you know, so, so that's the first step. That's, that's, that's one of them. And you got to perfect that. And it, it's, you've got to do it over and over again, you know, and to the point where you, sometimes you say cushion and hold and the guys roll their eyes, and, you know, and, and when they do that, you say, we're going to do it one extra time. And, uh, but that's, that's part of the steps. And, you know, I think one of the things that, that, that is important is you want to see guys mature you know, uh, both off the field and, and on the field. 
throughout the course of their four years. And they do, you know, they do. It's, it's like anything, the more you're kind of around it, the more you hear it, the more you can have discussions about it. And the more you can really explain the why behind it, I think the better guys are going to understand it. And, um, you know, I, I always say, if you can explain why, then they'll never ask how. And, and you know, I think that's, that's true to, to a certain degree. And, and so we spend a lot of time on, on, on doing that. You know, I think one of our goals at Coach Tierney and I and, and, and the rest of our staff's goals is, you know, we, we want guys to, to obviously walk away from University of Denver with having a great education, um, continue to development as a great human being, um, you know, go off and be a great person, a great father, a great husband, uh, you know, um, and, and but at the same time, going back to lacrosse, we want you to be the best lacrosse player in the world. Right. You know, we want you to be that way. And, and that's important to us. You know, we want, you know, the Trevor Baptiste of the world, the Eric Laws of the world, you know, the Ethan Walkers of the world, uh, the Danny Logans of the world to go out and say, hey, I'm going to continue to play this game forever. And, and regardless of the situation, I'm going to be the best. And, um, you know, that's, that's a heavy goal of ours, but that's, that's part of the process. And, uh, you know, so it's, it's, it's interesting, but, uh, you know, it's, it's a lot, you know, as, as you experienced, but, you know, think about now how much you know about the game now. Um, you know, think about what your box experience, think about the first time you went into, to the wings training camp. You know, I remember not been doing one-on-ones with you in in Gates Fieldhouse and putting coach Orson in the pipes, you know, and, and, uh, and, and firing, peppering him with balls. And uh, I remember us kind of, I remember you asking, you know, can we coach, can we go do some one-on-ones and, and, you know, do some box stuff and teach me some stuff. And, you know, we went and we did that for a couple of days and then, I remember talking to you after your first training camp, and it was like your head was about to explode. Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> no, so, you know, you 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 know it, and and it's like there's there's just so much, and and a lot of times you just you gotta have, you gotta have experience you gotta have, you have to experience it to learn it, you know, and uh, that's a big part of it. Right, and I and you know that's that's a great segue because you know like experience it to learn it. Obviously, we kind of been talking about you you as a coach right and in, in at du but um you played at du played professional lacrosse indoor and outdoor you know you played junior a senior a when on those lines or if at all did you say you know like i got this i got this offensive thing figured out like i got this figured out and like oh like or maybe you're playing on a team and you'd say uh, you know, I, if it was me, I, if, if I put this offense together, I'd probably do this. You know, I, I'd switch this guy, put this guy here, I'd run this set or things like that. When, did that ever happen? Or is that something that kind of grew as you decided, I want to be a coach, you know, and, and then that kind of seed planted from there? Yeah, no, that, that's a great point and a great question. And, uh, you know, it, it did happen for me. And it was, uh, it was my first, my two years out of college. So it wasn't during, it wasn't during college, you know, during college, I, I, you know, understood the game and, um, you know, I knew what we were doing. It was, it was different than, than what we're doing now. Um, but then after college, it was really when I was playing with Denver Outlaws and I was playing with, you know, Ryan Powell, Josh Sims, Jeff Sonke, Brendan Mundorf, Drew Westervelt, 
um, Mike Law, Brian Langtree. And, you know, we, we had this phenomenal team. And these guys were so talented. And I was just, I was just so lucky to be on the team and, and be a part of this thing. And, uh, you know, I really started, like, diving in and watching how these guys play. You know, and, and it was it was it was fun, and then I felt like at the time I was just I was back coaching as a volunteer at DU uh, in 2007, and it was my in my first year, and I started kind of seeing what I, what was going on while I was playing, and, and I kind of feel like I was fortunate because I never touched the ball, so I was always watching what was going on, so I was on the crease. <laughs> You're doing goals, though. I, I was, know that. I was helping direct goals. traffic. That was, that was really my job, was just kind of direct <laughs> traffic. And it was cool to see what was going on. But, I, but at the same time, I was able to take some of that stuff that I was learning from them and just try it out with, with, at DU. And, and then, you know, how did I, you know, started to incorporate some of the things we were doing on the indoor side of things uh, into the field. Um, and, you know, like the development it, go, it takes as a player. and how you mature as a player you do the same thing coaching wise and you know you start to you try to start to be creative and you start to think outside the box and try to do something different that guys haven't seen in a while and those guys really helped me um through that so um that that's kind of when the when the when the point came and, and and that's uh that's really when i after that first year of being a volunteer coach that's really when i made the decision to say you know what this is a lot of fun um this is uh, this is something that that I want to do for the rest of my life, and uh, you know, really for me, the, the 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 point of coming back and coaching was, you know, the University of Denver was was so great to me and giving me the opportunity that, that I had to play and get a phenomenal education and develop friendships uh, for a lifetime, and uh, you know, just kind of fulfill my competitive uh, competitiveness inside me, and that. I, I wanted to give back and I wanted to make sure that um, the reasons why I came to DU because of the people that were there and the people that were involved, I wanted to help contribute to that. And so have the opportunity to come back to your alma mater to coach and, uh, you know, continue the success that what was started was, uh, was something I, I couldn't say no to, but uh, that was, it's been pretty special to, to be at the place that you played at and, um, you know, to, to coach guys like yourself and, 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 and now see you guys, honestly, to, to see you guys go on and, you know, go to the next level, you know, and, you know, we always do this. Nico Blankenship does a phenomenal job every week of, of capturing you guys in, in, in the NLL season. And it's like the highlight of, of my Sundays. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting to see what, you know, Nico to send me the highlight reel of, what our guys have done, you know, I've watched some of the games, but I don't know. I watched all of them, but uh, it's great to see you guys performing at such a high level and, and doing the, doing the thing you love the most. And so uh, that is, that's such a huge reward. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that, that's great. That, that means a lot, you know, it's like seeing what, seeing me on Instagram. I see you, Nico, putting me up there, you know, it's good. It's good. <laughs> it's good stuff. But, um, but yeah, and, 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 and you know, all those lives of indoor, you know, so, so you played indoor and, you know, kind of when I was growing up watching Denver play and then never thought I'd ever play Denver, then I, like getting the opportunity to play here was, like you said, a dream come true. And it's such a special place. But I remember always growing, when I was growing up, I'm watching the game, I'm trying to learn more. And they'd always say, you know, Denver, 
Denver with Coach Matt Brown's offense. Uh, it's very indoor-centric. Uh, like, it's, it's a very indoor-type lacrosse-run offense. Now, I, I, that was just me listening to the announcers, you know, because I didn't really know much at the time. So what do you – do you think that your experience playing indoor has – almost changed your viewpoint of how you coach outdoor? I think it, I think it has, you know, the, the one thing yeah, everybody's got to remember is that co- coaching is like one of the greatest things going because great players make good coaches. Right. You know, so when you have a guy like Mark Matthews and you have a guy like Eric Law and, and Todd Baxter in those early days and Alex Demopoulos, you know, those guys were great lacrosse players. They make the coach look good, you know, and that's, a, that's really, that's really what it was all about, you know? And so, you know, does, does the box, the box definitely help, you know, the box definitely, you know, uh, has an impact on how I look at the game. Um, you know, as far as ball movement goes, you know, you look at the amount of touches in, in an indoor offensive possession, uh, it's through the roof in, in, in your experience in this. Anytime you can swing the ball, However many times you can swing the ball from one boards to the other, you know, that's going to really expand and stretch out the defense, which is therefore going to open up the, the, the inside. And so ball movement was the, a big component of it. I think the skills of box across in, in the way that they can relate and transfer to, um, to the field game are vital. I think you, you definitely need them. The catching ability, uh, how you cut, um, how you feed, you know, feeding guys to, to be open. You know, I think that's 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 a different thing that box guys do as opposed to, to field guys. You know, that that this guy's going to be open. He's going to be open. There's a sliver that I know I'm going to throw that ball. I'm going to feather that thing in there, and he's going to catch that. And so, um, you know, there's without question as far as anticipating uh, what's going to happen next. Um, and, and I think we've seen that, and it's just – just not me. It's 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 been been that way for for a long, long time. You look at you know the late great Dave Huntley, who was a huge mentor of mine, and uh, you know was was the reason why I've been involved with with Canada Lacrosse. You know he he's been doing this box field stuff forever. You know he's been taking box skill sets and implementing them in uh, into field lacrosse. You know for forever. You know and if you look at the the greatest guys that have ever played our game. They've played both. They've played both. And that's what makes them the greatest. They've played both field and box. And I think we're unique in that sense from a sports standpoint is that we kind of have these two different disciplines of the game that are very different, um, but also complement each other. And so um, the box game has been a huge part of, uh, of me, obviously, growing up. I played hardly any field lacrosse. It was all you know, April until the end of July, you're in the sweaty box rink every day of the week. Those are some of the best days of best memories I've ever had. And, uh, you know, so I, I think it will continue to stay with me. You know, we're, we're trying to, we're trying to do the same thing in the U S as, as, as we all experienced in Canada. There's, there's a, there's a bunch of uh, Canadian guys now that are living down in the United States that, um, kind of experienced box across at, at, at the young age. And, uh, um, know how valuable it was to their progression. And, uh, you know, with U.S. Box LA growing, we're, we're trying to do the same thing um, from a youth standpoint, from 
a grassroots standpoint because it just makes the game better across the board, makes it better. And uh, it's going to continue to go that direction. Yeah, no, no 100%. Like, I, I think uh, – yeah, that, that was really why I, I wanted to get to because I, obviously I know your background and in, in how indoor lacrosse and – you played for the Burnaby Lakers back in the day, the Lake Show. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that with all my Peterborough friends now, but <laughs> I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. But you know, it, it is. It's such a. It's such a. And me doing it now in the NLL, it's it's an amazing experience, like you said, and and it makes it makes you think faster. It makes you play faster. It makes you it makes you anticipate, like you said, because the game's so much faster and it you're playing three plays ahead of ahead of the one that you're on now, you know, compared to uh field. It's like that too, but just at a, just at a little bit of a slower pace because there's more space to cover. Right. So, um, but no, I, I think, uh, I think it's great. I think in, and obviously like I got my first start in, in the CCBLL, the I'm at CBS fighting bison boy, you know, you know, holding that Morrow cup. That's all I was like, I could do this a little more. I could give this a go. You know, <laughs> so, but no, that's great. And then, um, uh, what else? You know, I, I think, I think we covered a lot. I think, um, I, I was looking at Nico did a post today on Instagram and it was the Villanova game. I think it was my senior year. And this would have been, I think it would have been today or like this weekend. And we put up 22 top 10 matchup 22 to 7 at Villanova now you come out of a game like that right and I was I watched the highlight maybe 20 times shout out to Nico for putting making me feel good in quarantine as well um you come out of a game like that you go you, you put up 22 goals and what are you thinking what are you, like how do you what, how do you feel what are you thinking and and, how, and what do you bring it on Monday and is it different well, I think that was was that that was your senior year. Ah, uh, yeah, I think yeah. it was my senior year. Yeah, yeah, that was my senior year. You know, I, I think, and I could be wrong, but I don't, think we were, I don't I don't think we were playing that well prior to it. We weren't. You know, we I, were not playing well I, at all. I think we were. We went to Georgetown, right, and we we squeaked one out, six uh, five or something like that. I think actually, you you had two goals in the fourth quarter. You know, uh, at least one in the fourth quarter, if if my memory serves me right. But it, it was we weren't playing very well, and I'll never forget that game because we the first of all going back a week prior to the Georgetown game, we were trying to do this thing, the speed sub. I don't know if you remember this. Yeah, no, no, I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was, it was we wanted to kind of pick up the pace, you know, and so it was like one of our point of emphasis. You guys did a great job all week long in practice, and it looked. Great in practice, you guys. This is the week of Georgetown. You guys were just lighting the lamp. The guys were flying off the field and flying on the field. And then we got to the game, and it was like, here we go. We're gonna do this thing, you know, live and die with a sword. We're gonna do the speed subbing. And I, I couldn't tell you how many times you turned the ball over in the first half. Yeah. <laughs> it was just here's this. Here's this. We, we came up with this great idea. It's gonna work. It's gonna change our year. And you know, it just totally backfired on us. And so you, you come in and, and uh, you know, win us that game. And, uh, and I think we go back, we go back for the week going into Villanova and there was, there was some, 
some weather coming into Villanova. And so we ended up like bumping the game bumping up. The game up. Um, the game up. That's right. Now Villanova just won the NCAA men's basketball tournament. That's uh, true. So uh, I'm, I'm sure everybody was uh, very excited uh, on their campus uh, with that. And so we, we rolled into town and we, we played on Friday night. And I'll never forget us going out for the warm up. And I walk off the field and I tell, I say to coach, I said, we're going to get our brains beaten in here. The worst <laughs> warm up I've ever seen us have, right? And what happens? You guys do the exact opposite. You go out there and you just, you, you just crush it. So that's sports for you, right? And so everybody thinks they know the answers. You don't, you know, you, you, you don't, you really don't know. And, but, you know, the guys were, the, those are just those nights where, where you feel like you're clicking. And, and we've all been there before where you, you just feel like nothing could go wrong. And I think in sports, it's, they're obviously fun to be a part of. But, you know, those are the times you, you can kind of take a little bit of a risk and a little bit of a chance because you're just feeling it. You're in the zone. You right. Know? And at other times, the weekend prior, you know, we're working our tail off with this new thing that we're doing at Georgetown. Uh, but we win 6-5. And so how, how opposite could that have been? And so when you're struggling a little bit, you feel like you need to kind of go back to the basics and, and just focus on the little things that kind of got you there. And that's something that, that you know, I, I thought we, we did a good job with that team that year is, is focusing on. And uh, because we had to win a game, um, we had to win a tough one in Notre Dame in the NCAA tournament. That was right. kind of similar to that Georgetown one. So right. glad we had that experience and glad we went through that. Um, but but you're right, that night in Villanova, that was uh, that was pretty special. There's something to be said, and you tell me what your thought is on this, but there's, got, there's something to be said for playing under the lights. 100%. Um, you know, no it's, question. We're so used to these matinee games, 1 p.m. games, and, you know, but playing under the lights, you know, you just you feel a little faster. Your stick's clicking a little bit better, you know. You're just glistening. You're glistening yeah. out there. The sweat, the light's beaming off my sweat. You, you look at the corner, the light, it's like a little spotlight on the corner where you're going to shoot it. It's like, oh, I'm just going to sting this corner, and it's going to – it's like picture perfect. It's picture yeah. perfect. Yeah. It's like everybody's – it's like somebody's uh, flashing cameras the whole time. It's like you're out – it's like you're, out, you know, you walk on the red carpet a little bit, you know. You're out there. How do you like playing evening games in the NLL? Um, e oh, like, uh, like night games in the NLL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, oh, they're great. Um, you know, I think uh, it, it's it's so different, and and I think, you know, like we talked a little bit about routine, and you know, like when you're playing college across you kind of always have that routine you know we had our routine of you know if we're playing away we're flying out on if we're playing saturday we're flying out on thursday we're practicing at du flying out on thursday then getting to wherever we're going practicing that night uh or that day on friday uh, a little pre-game practice then you know we're getting to sleep we're having a team meal everybody's together you're living with these guys you're traveling with these guys you practice every day with these guys and then you wake up Saturday and you're getting ready to go. You know, you, you get on the bus, you got your suits on, you know, you're feeling good. And the NLL, I would say, is probably as close to that as you can get without it actually being college across. Because there's, there's nothing that could ever replicate college across. But um, 
you know, it's pretty similar. We, we fly the day before and then we practice at that location. So if we're playing Saturday night, we're flying Friday afternoon, practicing Friday night, wake up Saturday morning, you have a shoot around and then everybody goes to get a team meal. You get your nap in, you know, you're stretching, you're getting ready to go. Everybody's talking about the matchups, maybe watch a little film, you know, and then uh, you wake up, get to the arena maybe two hours before the game and warm up again and then it's game time you know um so it, it feels good and, and and definitely being in uh you know a, like a sweet arena like a, like for philly we play at wells fargo center or going up to toronto and playing in the scotia bank center or, um or vancouver or the saddle dome in calgary like there's something just electric about playing at night in front of a crowd the lights are on you every it feels like everybody's on top of you you know, um, and, you know, we have some games earlier in the day, sometimes on Saturday, it, it, there's definitely a lot less fans, uh, you know, the intensity's still high because of the game, but there's, there's something just a little off. There's something cool about playing at night. There's something is just a little different, no um, but, but like you said, you know, it's something that, that I definitely had to get used to, um, because we rarely played at night, you know, yeah. in college and, I remember uh, that Villanova game, you know, we moved the game up because there was weather coming in. And, you know, when you get in those routines and, and you're so used to that routine, I'm sure a lot of guys on the team were like, whoa, whoa, whoa like, I can't play Friday night. Like, oh, I'm not going to be ready to go. Like, oh, I got to get, I got to leave class a day early or, oh, we're only flying out the day before. Like, we're not going to have Maggiano's or I going to get our chicken parm in. Like, what? You know? And, um, and sometimes you just got to look at those situations and just say, screw it. You know, like we're out here. We just got to put our best foot forward and play as hard as we can. Because that's all you can do. No you know? question. That's all you can do. Sometimes, sometimes it's, a, it's a blessing. You know, it's just right. it helps you. It helps you kind of. And I feel like that Villanova game, we needed that, obviously, after that Georgetown. But it's funny you said that about, uh, you know, the routine of having the matinee. I remember – it was my second or third year in the league. I think it was my, my second year um, playing in the NLL. You know, you, you start getting in the routine of playing these night games, and then all of a sudden you see that we're in Edmonton for a matinee. And everybody, and, and you're experiencing this, but, you know, particular in the NLL, everybody's got their rituals. Everybody's got their routines. Yeah. You know, from, you know, what – you know, what, what time does it say on the clock? You know, what time do I got to hit the snooze? You know, where am, am I getting this, this, this type of coffee at this exact moment? You know, you're on the floor and who takes the last shot and how do you run out of the tunnel? And that's what I love about sports is that right. you know, there's, it's, it, it gets you on edge. You know, you got you think about it, but all of a sudden you throw that wrinkle in there and it messes you up. And at the end of the day, you just got to go perform. Right. You just gotta go play. And, and, and I do remember, I do remember this uh, because we had uh, uh, G Money there, uh, Grant Gravett. Uh, I, I do remember this at the end of the warm up. And after I came to the sideline and said, we're going to get our brains beaten in Coach T, we kind of go back out and I have, we had the offense final. I said, guys, just play. <laughs> just just ball. That's what I said. Just ball. And the guys, the guys, guys started going crazy. And so it was, uh, sometimes you just need to do that. Sometimes you just need a ball. Right? I've just got a ball out. That's right, baby. Yeah. You know, that's it. That's it. I think, I think that's a great way to end this. 
Sometimes you just got to ball out. You know, I think, uh, you know, obviously this was great. Hopping on the first Pio Fever podcast with the one and only Coach Brown. Well, Trev, thanks, for, thanks for doing this. It's, uh, it's great to have you do these and uh, excited uh, to have you do more of these and, uh, you know, just thankful for everything you've done for our program and what you mean to our program. So just uh, continue to be the stud that you are and uh, it's great catching up with you. Appreciate that.